Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Mind Your Business. Now, uh, the popularity of floor-to-door services and digital marketplaces skyrocketing through and beyond the pandemic, businesses rely heavily on digital data capture. So according to Vantage Market Research, the demand for artificial intelligence and machine learning-based geographic information system, yeah, that's quite a mouthful, it's increased in recent years and global geospatial analytics markets revenue is expected to reach 77.1 billion in the year 2028. So that's quite a bit. Now, closer to home, Singapore has also launched its geospatial master plan in 2018. And this is to maximize the impact of geospatial information and technology on the economy and, of course, uh, the wider society strengthening its position as the geo hub of the region. Now, uh, leading geospatial analytics provider Orbital Insight has recently announced its first partnership in the region with TICOM, uh, Thailand's leading satellite operator and provider of integrated satellite communications. Uh, this comes on the back of its robust success in Japan, with the company achieved 58% customer growth in APEC region last year. Let's find out more about their plans for the Southeast Asian region. On the line with me this morning is Mike Kim, the head of Asia Pacific and general manager of Japan Orbital Insight. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Elliot. Thanks for having me. Help us to understand what geospatial technology really means. It's an interesting time for this to really get the attention now. Yeah, we think geospatial, I mean, on our, our thesis is geospatial analytics is here to stay. There's studies done on how this industry is growing and, and it's being adopted. We're seeing that every year. You mentioned our, our 58% growth within APAC. We're, we're seeing undoubtedly that this capability is being integrated into, for example, market research or business insights. And so um, what, what does it mean? It means that we are training people to think geospatially. Okay. So, okay, I want to know, um, I'll, I'll walk through one example. I want to know about, I'm a Fortune 500 um, chemical manufacturer, and I want to know about supply and demand in the market by analyzing activity throughout the world. What would that allow me to do? That would allow me to better understand supply and demand dynamics to make decisions, planning, operations, pricing, and so on. How is that different from geographic information system? Well, one of our takes is geographical informational systems would be a lot of times is the visualization of the data. Okay. What we have is the AI, and it's, it's a great question. It's the AI, so the artificial intelligence. So one example is we have a, a car algorithm. So this is our two main data sources are satellite imagery and mobile location data. So in the example of satellite imagery, we're a software company, but that satellite imagery data feeds into our platform, multiple sources, and we have a car algorithm. So this is AI computer vision that can count cars. One example that's public is ADB, the Asian Development Bank in the Philippines. They're using our car counter, and they've written a public report about it, saying that our car counter helped them to evaluate their, uh, the economic impact of their investments 
just to clarify, what are some of the areas that would commonly use geospatial data, some of the, the business areas that would commonly use it? One would be supply chain intelligence. So okay. if you're looking at supply chains, factories, we call it facility intelligence. So this category of understanding supply chains, uh, we do some work with Unilever that is quite public on analyzing their supply chain. Another we refer to as site intelligence, and that is around more the consumer facilities, so shopping malls, uh, location IQ, and that's also tied to real estate analytics. Location IQ um, started as a customer out of Sydney, Australia. They're now a large partner. They're using our platform and data to analyze over 1,000 shopping malls around Australia on a daily basis and provide insights to their real estate uh, and retail customers on what is consumer behavior, how is it changing with regard to COVID, for example. One other I mentioned, I mentioned Asian Development Bank using Mm -hmm. our AI car counter um, to track economic impact of investments. And that's something we also see on the finance side. And one final one I'll mention is Nikkei. Nikkei is, uh, we, we have media customers and they're writing articles using the platform. So saying, what's an article I could write this week? I want to envision a project and I'm going to write an article based on the data. That's interesting. You know, especially after this conversation, you can really see how businesses are relying more heavily on digital availability of information. You know, it's it's used to drive innovation or preventive measures about supply chain, as you mentioned earlier on. What kind of challenges, though, do you see in adopting more data-driven geospatial technologies? It's still early for this segment, this sector, or this industry Uh, this way to analyze. Mm. So there is a huge piece of this that is uh, just training and teaching people. One common question we get as we're showing the software, uh, people will say, oh, it's amazing, but I'm trying to understand how to use this for our business. And then we'll have to guide them to target it to some of their problems that they're trying to solve around investments or decision-making. So getting people to think geospatially. The other point I'd add is the data piece. We're still exploring, we're still researching what are the key pieces of data to integrate into analysis. So um, that's also being worked out as, as we go and adding new data sources and helping customers. So for example, one exciting data source we re- recently added is connected car data okay. that weren't, wasn't really on people's radar uh, about uh, these navigation systems within cars have GPS data and they provide economic insights as well. So these are the types of things we're doing for our customers and it takes time. How, how much is it used here in our region, here in Southeast Asia? Yeah, we are analyzing. Uh, Singapore is one of the early places. For example, we were looking at refineries around oh, okay. Singapore, okay. shopping malls in Singapore. That was, you know, that's something we've been doing for years. Uh, you mentioned um, the, the Thaicom partnership in Thailand, which we're really excited about. They started as a customer and with their um, CEO, the CEO and CCO support, we launched a, a larger partnership for Thailand. And um, we are we are analyzing around the whole Asia Pacific region. I've mentioned Japan, um, Australia, uh, we're really building throughout Asia Pacific, leveraging that success in Japan and then building throughout the other Asia Pacific regions. We do have business in Japan, Australia, Singapore, Korea, Thailand, Philippines, to name a few. And uh, we've got um, Asia Pacific is one of our largest regions of our company, with Japan being the second largest business after the U.S. 
Uh, I've been speaking with Mike Kim, head of Asia Pacific and general manager of Japan for Orbital Insight. Mike, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day. Thanks, Elliot. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.